Those glorious tones can mean only one thing, a Champions League preview. Heineken? Well, that too. Here on Sound System FC, I'm Lawrence Scott with Bo Byerly, and we'll break things down in detail. But, but Bo, first, let's just get the ground rules in play here, too. Um, one, there are 12 teams still in the mix right now, clubs that are waiting their fate and uh, the fate being who they will be playing as we move toward the semifinals, not the order of things and the way it's been organized already in the quarterfinals now that the draws have been made. So picture eight teams on one part of the bracket in the quarterfinals that will flow to one semifinal and then four teams in the quarterfinals that will flow to the other semifinal bracket. On the one with the four teams, you've got the likes of RB Leipzig ready to take on Atletico Madrid and Atalanta of the Serie A ready to face PSG, but let's go first to the bracket where there's eight teams still remaining and and a game that will still be played by these teams. And in all of these cases, we have aggregates set, but let's start with Real Madrid and Manchester City looking to see who will be the ones facing either Lyon or Juventus and Real Madrid and Man City. That's a heavyweight battle. It is, Lawrence. It's two of the biggest brands and two of the best teams in soccer. And honestly, right now, the better team is Real Madrid. They are playing phenomenal. They are at the top of the table in La Liga, the Spanish soccer division. They have won every game since the restart. They're playing spectacular defense. But when you walk into a situation where, on aggregate, you're down 2-1, to one, and you're playing Man City and Pep Guardiola, even though I think Real Madrid is the better team, they have such a mountain to climb to win this game. Now, I think Real Madrid can pull it off. I think they can come out and win this game 2-0 because I think they play such quality defense, and I think Courtois, between the sticks, can hold Man City to zero. The question is, is can Real Madrid score two goals? against Man City, and I think that all rests on the shoulders of one Kareem Benzema, who is very hot and cold, and if he gets hot, we may see a, I don't want to call it an upset, because again, I think Real Madrid's the better team, but because they have to overcome that aggregate, it's going to be tough. All right, so we're looking forward to this, and it's all set to take place in the middle of August during a restart for Champions League that now will be on CBS Sports Property, CBS All Access, the place to stream this, and a unique opportunity for everyone to be able to look in on all of this action, and and I'm looking forward to being able to dive into it, thinking at one point this was only going to be on Tudene and, and Univision Properties, but CBS All Access set to bring these matches, and the winner of the Real Madrid Madrid, Manchester City side of things would face Lyon Juventus. A similar situation, Bo, in that Lyon has a slight advantage over Juventus right now heading into their matchup. Well, I mean, they do have a slight advantage, uh, but Juventus also has a great advantage, which is called being a much better team. Lyon, they did win. That was months ago. Juventus has been playing. Syria has been playing. Lyon, where Lyon plays, has not been playing. So, You know, Juventus is almost hitting on all cylinders right now. I think they're going to come through. I think they're going to win this game, and they're going to win it big. I think this is definitely a three, maybe even a four to zero game. You know, Ronaldo, when he's on the biggest stage in the world, knows how to perform. And this is a game that 
has to prove that he is worth that major investment that they made to bring over what some say is the best player in the world, even though he is getting older, over to Turin. And I think he's going to be so dynamic. I, I think he scores two. I think they win three or four to zero, and I think they move on. Yeah, these quarterfinals set to take place, they're saying, in the middle of August. But these games that we're speaking of right now, uh, like August 7th, August 8th, that that time period as we've just spoken about Lyon-Juventus. But then the other side of things being Napoli-Barcelona and the winner of that to face the Chelsea-Bayern-Munich winner. And, and, and let's start with Bayern-Munich. They are three up already in aggregate and just rolling through things, claiming their eighth straight title in the Bundesliga and really looking, to my mind, the strongest semifinal contender, uh, possibly finals contender. I, 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 I'm saying this with all due seriousness from that side of the bracket. I mean, you could say that the, the thing is, is that it's so hard. And this is why this is what makes Champions League so great is you take the best teams of all the different leagues in Europe and they get to play each other. And so a team like Bayern Munich, when they play other teams in Germany, and especially with the restart, that's a whole nother variable that's been thrown in. You look at Bayern Munich play and you're like, God, they are the best team in the world. But they're not playing the other best teams in the world. So it's going to be real interesting to see. I think it's going to be interesting to see them play Chelsea. Look, they're going to beat Chelsea because they're up 3-0. But Chelsea has a lot to prove. And I think this game could end up being a Chelsea win. I think the aggregate will be closer than you think because I think Byron's going to get exposed in this game. I don't think Byron is as good as everybody thinks they are. I think PSG, who is almost in the same situation, is a much stronger team and is built more for winning the Champions League, and we'll talk about them in a second. But, I mean, yeah, you're right. It's a given. Byron will advance, but I don't think this idea that Byron is the favorite really rings true. Okay, so they advance. Let's just go with that for a second to say that they would then face in the quarterfinals the winner of Napoli-Barcelona. We've been watching a lot of La Liga as that season is wrapping up as we tape this. And uh, Barcelona, there's always drama, but at this point, maybe it's going to help consolidate things. They've got a challenge ahead with Napoli, and then if it is Barcelona-Bayern Munich, and and let's just do the Napoli-Barcelona thing first, but if it is Barcelona-Bayern Munich, that's true drama and the excellence that we expect from Champions League. But there's a matter to be taken care of first, and that is the team from Syria that they are facing currently. Yeah, I mean, they're going to beat them. Uh, I think we should just go ahead and move on to the next round. I mean, you know, I, I think Napoli has been a good team, but they're not a Barcelona team. And honestly, Barcelona, after the disappointment of, look, they're not going to win La Liga. That's going to be Real Madrid. And I think with that disappointment and the heat that is on the coach currently and all of the drama and with Griezmann needing to really prove something, I think what's going to be the tale of this Byron Barcelona matchup is both of the Frenchmen on the teams. What does Griezmann do against Bayern Munich to make that difference? Like they already have Messi, right? So they're already going to be in a really good position to win because they have the best player in the world. They already have Ter Stegen, right? So they're going to be able to keep Bayern at bay with Piquet and Ter Stegen. But then I look at, at Bayern and it's like, I think the the interesting playmaker on Byron is Pavard. I think the Frenchman 
is ready to step up on the big stage. And I think just because of the way the matchups play out, because he's in the back, he's going to be the guy who maybe gets that clean shot on goal on Ter Stegen. And, you know, now that once we get into the next round of Champions League, it's a simple knockout. It's not the aggregate as the Champions League usually is at this point. I think one player can make a difference. On an aggregate situation where you're basically playing 180 minutes, it's much more of a team game. There's so many different things at play. The first game is always everybody's kind of sitting back a little bit because they're all preparing for the second game. Now that there's just one game that it's just a knockout, I think much like Gareth Bale made such a huge impact on Real Madrid two years ago to win the game coming off the bench as a sub, I think that this is the kind of situation where somebody like Pavard or somebody like Griezmann is going to make a huge impact on a single game because a single goal can change the entire outlook of a team now in the tournament. Yeah, as it relates to Bayern Munich, they, they're really playing a very inspired brand of football under Hansi Fleck. And Lewandowski has made, you know, the best career year for him in a very storied and exceptional career. Alfonso Davies, the newcomer of the year in the Bundesliga, also something to consider when you think of the defense that's going to be necessary if they are taking on Barcelona. But that's the eight teams that would be the potentials for those quarterfinals that we are going to find out who are actually in the quarterfinals in that side of the Champions League. But the ones that we do know are quarterfinalists. Definitive statement. RB Leipzig taking on Atletico <laughs> Madrid. And Atletico was so inspiring what Jan Oblak did against Liverpool. That whole thing was one of the best matches I've seen. The the most recent Champions League match for Atletico Madrid. Um, this is a tough road to hoe for Leipzig given that Timo Werner is no longer at this point with RB Leipzig. Yeah, I mean, both of these quarterfinal games on this side of the, you know, we'll talk about Atlanta PSG in a second. But, yeah, Atletico is really just a much better team than Leipzig is at this point. And honestly, Lawrence, in my mind, Atletico may be the favorite. Because, again, going back to this idea that everything's knockout round, that there's not this aggregate, I think that coaching is so key and goaltending and defense are key. And if there's... If you're going to look at all the teams and rank who is the best at this and that and the other, first of all, the best coach in the world is Diego Simeone, the coach of Atletico Madrid. He knows how to manage around situations. Look, he went up against Liverpool, arguably the best team in the world, and beat them. All right, And that was on aggregate. They played two games against them. And his game plan was able to shut down the most talented team in the world. Now, on top of that, you also have the best goaltender in the world in Jan Oblak. And, you know, it's not David De Gea. I like Ter Stegen. It's not him. It is Jan Oblak. And I don't think he gets the press he deserves because he's not on a huge national team, right? He doesn't play for Spain. He doesn't play for England. So you don't get to hear much about him. But honestly, if you see how he plays and how he can control games, you're going to see that, you know, in a 90-minute game, if, you know, if he holds you to a clean sheet, then you're not going to win. You never win a game that you don't score any goals in. That's what I always tell my kids. And this is that situation. So Atletico, to me, not only is the favorite to beat Leipzig, as you say, Leipzig, not really the team they were months ago, but also I think they're the team to beat for the entire thing. Because, like I said, not only are they inspired, they have nothing else going on. You know, everybody else either has a lot of drama 
that's you, Madrid, and Barcelona, and Man City, or, you know, they're mired in a race for the top of the table like Juventus is. And so I think that's why Atletico Madrid, honestly, has the right mindset and attitude walking into these games. As we talked about, you know, PSG is now getting back into friendlies. Lagoon had some serious time off where these other leagues came back. And, uh, you know, you always talk about in other sports, rest versus rust when it comes to entering a tournament. And you've seen this in all kinds of sports where they're playing a regular season and then they go into... A postseason and a week off throws them if a team clinched early, uh, you know, or, or won in their league championship series before heading into the World Series, for instance, and there was like considerable time off while another series went seven games. That rust can come into play for PSG. This could be major, but they've got so much talent. Well, that's the thing. They they have so much talent, and honestly, some of their talent we'll just say is pretty fragile. I think the idea that Neymar is going to be able to play without an asterisk, without a possible injury, without concerns on his fitness level, as people love to use the word fitness in the world of soccer. And, of course, you have Kylian Mbappe. I mean, look, these two guys are so dynamic, and I think that rest only makes them better. I don't think they need to worry about the rhythm. I mean, they are playing a couple of friendlies to get warmed up. And honestly, this game against Atalanta will also be a friendly. As far as I'm concerned, it'll be a scrimmage. And I think to compare them to Byron is good in my mind. It's the comparison I made, not the comparison you made. But to compare him to – because honestly, Byron kind of has been sleepwalking through the end of the German soccer season uh, since the restart. So I don't think that their competition has been dynamic either. I think PSG, if I was to say my favorite to win it is Atletico, and that's really a dark horse favorite because, you know, to say that the best team is going to win doesn't really make you much of an analyst. It just makes you a person with the ability to read websites. I do think that PSG is built to score a lot of goals. And I think in this situation, they're going to be very good. They have, Like I said, they have Neymar, they have Mbappe, two of the four best players in the world that are going to be rested. Kaylor Navas, their goaltender, was the goaltender for Real Madrid, who won three straight Champions Leagues. So he's not going to suddenly panic under this immense competition. So, yeah, PSG, my other favorite, my co-favorite. If I could choose two out of eight teams, which is kind of unfair to say who my favorite is, I, I, those those two are my favorite. All right, so how about this? Now that we've kind of set up the teams and, and we're looking at the time frame, it should be noted that this is now a single elimination tournament at this point headed to Lisbon, Portugal, where the whole thing was set to be taking place in Istanbul. Istanbul was Constantinople, but now it's Lisbon in Champions League terms. The concept here that I think we need to look at seriously is a final four. If you gave me from the remaining teams, what the final four could be. I'm going to go and say Man City, Bayern, Atletico, PSG. Where are you going? I'm going to say Barcelona, Atletico, PSG, and I don't know, that last one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold out hope for Real Madrid. Uh, I think if there's one thing we've learned in Champions League, it's the fact that the three best teams in Spain know how to play Champions League. If you look at who makes the finals and who makes the semifinals, I mean, look, 
Atletico Madrid has made two finals. Real Madrid has won three straight. This has all happened in the last five years, mind you. And then Barcelona has the best player in the world. So, you know, this goes back to my argument, and I will say that I am biased. I think the best soccer in the world is played in Spain. So to me, if I'm to pick the three of the four teams that make it to the semifinals, I'm going to pick the three Spanish teams. And I'll probably be wrong on the Man City-Madrid game, but this is the hill I'm going to die on. Well, one last thought here before we wrap things up. And we will obviously, as we know, a little bit more after the quarter finalists are completely set. We'll revisit this theme on Sound System FC, but it's uh, an important time to set the table. The ways we will be watching it for a moment there, it looked as if this is something where we're thrilled we have that... Uh, Today in a uh, extra package, so you can see these matches. But CBS really picking up the stick here, doing right by the American sports fan, and making sure that CBS All Access has these matches plus Europa League. I mean, th- there are some things I personally am watching because I, I want to see Wolves are taking on Olympiacos uh, in the next matchup, and then the, the games that will be the Europa League games will kind of be the appetizer, so to speak, as they get back to action on the 5th and 6th of August as these Champions League games that we're talking about that will lead to the quarterfinals will take place the 7th and 8th. But it's all to be on CBS Sports All Access and CBS All Access, the streaming platform. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how the coverage works and and the studio shows and, and just how it all evolves from what we had been seeing where it became very bleacher report centric, Bo. I really think that the idea that Champions League is not this massive deal in the United States still blows my mind. I mean, this is, as a sports fan, this is what you always want to see. I always like to equate the world of soccer to college football when I'm talking to people here in the United States, right? And so every league is basically like a conference. And Lawrence, we've had this discussion before. Like, I think that Spain is like the SEC. You know, I think that the Big Ten is like the Italian League, and, you know, we can go through and and we can have this discussion later. But what you get with Champions League is you actually get the ability to see the Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, all the top teams actually play each other in a huge round-robin group stage into a knockout stage playoff situation where you can truly say this is the best team. And I love Champions League because you also get this mix of teams that you don't normally get to see. I mean, to see Byron play Barcelona is, is worth the price of admission. To see Madrid play Man City. These are the top teams in the world, and they get to play each other on the field. This isn't a debate. This is an actual game. And Champions League is the best product out there and yeah you're right i'm glad that cbs all access picked up the ball on this because honestly i think as the sport of soccer grows in the united states you know the sport of the future since 1970 but i think as it grows in the united states more and more people are going to be drawn to this because these are the marquee teams these are the biggest brands in the world when you go anywhere you see kids wearing barcelona jerseys wearing madrid jerseys you know wearing Bayern munich jerseys wearing Man City jerseys. And guess what? This is where all those teams get to play. So, yeah, you're right, Lawrence. I'm excited that CBS has picked up the ball on this. I'm excited to be able to watch those games in English. Uh, And it's going to be fun. And hopefully I'm right on my picks. Well, I do hope that your picks 
do take form, and uh, some of the things I was looking to see also are part of this. But Champions League means one thing and one thing alone, Bo. Cue the music. With Bo Byerly, I'm Lawrence Scott. Thank you for listening to this Champions League preview edition of Sound System FC. Yeah.